Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your official Leguizamarama spoiler warning, and it is a proper spoiler warning. Woo. Ain't no Papa John's commercials up this bitch. Um, we will be spoiling the first episode of Amazon's The Power. We believe it's Amazon. It's, it's Amazon Prime in Australia. Yeah, I'm pretty so sure it's Amazon. Wherever you are in the world. The one with Tony Collette. The new one. Um, we're going to spoil the first episode. Truthfully, if you want to see the show, it's bloody up on all the streams, streaming service, whatever. Um, go watch it before you listen to this. Or if you've li- if you watch the episode and you're like, I want to hear what those two goofs have to say about it. Well, aren't you in luck? Um, but no, seriously, we will be spoiling it. So, but not for the first, you know, only up and like we will just talk. We'll talk about other stuff for 10, 15 minutes, so you can listen to that bit. Oh yeah, that part's gonna be fun. Peace. <laughs> I hate the word. I Hello and welcome to Mish and Zach's Leguizamarama, a podcast where each week Mish and Zach watch something starring an actor they like a lot, um, which is weird because they're both actors. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> they're not really pop culture people. They're more on, on that side. It's weird that they're doing it. My name is Zachary Wayne. I'm one of the... Um, a co-host of Mission Zach's Leguizamarama. You might know me from um, like doing con- like acting in stuff. Not mm. not mostly my own stuff that I've written, but I act in stuff. I'm not a I'm not a pop culture. Mm. I'm not fucking Richard. What's his name that goes to Hollywood for the Oscars? Richard. Um, Rock. Not Richard. Wil- Wil- Richard Wilkins. Wilkinson. Yeah, Wilkinson. I'm not Richard Wilkinson, and I'm not. Um, you know. Uh, What's her name from Channel 10? Carrie Bickmore. No, no, the other one, the one that does the news. Lisa Wilkinson. No, no, no. <laughs> She's like, does all the entertainment stuff. She interviews all the celebrities. Oh, Amanda. 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 No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I know who you're talking no, about. you're thinking of Amanda Keller. I'm no, not I'm the, not. I'm not oh, thinking of Amanda okay. Keller. I'm thinking of the blonde, she's shortish, she looks the same age. She's related to a really prominent liberal politician. Anyway, her. Yeah. I'm not her. I'm I'm a performer. What a great job. I'm a performer. Yeah, that would be a great job. That would be a sick job. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Mish Wittrup, who you might know from... Uh, Acting in the things that Zach writes. (laughs) Well, you know, co-writes. Sometimes I don't write the things you're in. This is true. If someone made a podcast about us, would you think it was cool or weird? Weird. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, what if we were what if we were the number one podcast in Australia? If someone was doing like a podcast about Mission Zag, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I would be touched. I would be like, that's very touching that Mission Zach has gotten to a level, whatever we're doing, where people are now you know, do, like doing 
that. So, I remember uh, we got a DM a while back that said that they wanted to start a podcast that was recapping our recaps episodes. Remember the TikTok, uh, Brongulus, oh. I think. That was oh, called, that yeah. was so funny. They did a recap of recaps. Recap. And that was so funny. Yeah, that was very fun. Um, and that's touching. But I think, broadly speaking, I would never want to meet the people that did the thing. Like, I don't think John Leguizamo ever wants to meet us. I think that once this podcast ends... Which will be never, by the way, because he is literally churning out stuff faster than we are making podcast episodes. We prayed for the legwa, legwa-naissance. Yeah. Legwa-saissance. No, but seriously, people are like, oh, my God, The Daily Show. Can't wait for your episodes on that. It's like, can't. We have to get through the whole of The Power, which is nine episodes. Yeah. Before we can talk about the date. He is literally doing stuff faster than we are making podcast episodes. This- and we still have... So many 90s things to watch. By the time this episode is out. Mm. No one's going to give a shit about our episode on The Daily Show. And it's like we had to decide which one we were going to do. Maybe do we, we should, do the Should power? we do a mini episode on The Daily Show? We could. Yeah, but that's a lot of effort, Mish. No, You've no, got we your just comedy take... festival show to do. I do have my comedy festival this show, Butterfingers at Campari House. This is our weird side project. No, but we, he did a couple, I reckon... We could take the clips that are now on TikTok, right, or Instagram from him on The Daily Show, watch those and do a 20-minute on how we felt he did The Daily Show. I think we could do that. And we'll just release it, like, throughout the week so you get two episodes in a week. Mish, that's, like, such a wonderful idea. We are struggling to release one episode a week right now. I know, but if we do, I, I don't want to like I don't want to do the hard talk here on the podcast. I know, but I want this podcast to end eventually. Zach. <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? We have so many good ideas, Zach. <laughs> we have so many good ideas. This is our fuck side project, and you're overcommitting. We could just stop. We could just stop doing this podcast. I would regret that forever. I can't end something before I finished it. But it's <laughs> so long. <laughs> You can't end. You can't end. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you get. I but can't end wrong. it before There's, it's finished. Yeah, like the, I just can't. I, can't I know. I know what you said. We're in it now. Like we're in the slipstream. Yeah, and like we have big life things happening, and my life would be so much easier mm. if I didn't have this podcast right now. No, I understand completely. This is. Let me let me explain. Mm. I. I have Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I open. Good job. Thank you. I open in just over a week. Direct. Just over when this comes out? Well, like less opens, than a week. No, no, no. Uh, when this episode comes out, my show opens in like three days. Ah. 10th of, 10th of April. Come, come uh, Go opening night, listeners. Um, please come opening night. Well, no, come to the preview show. I would love people to see the preview show, please. Yeah, tell her if it's good. Yep. Just tell her that it's good. Don't tell her if it's good. No, just tell me it's good. I can't, I couldn't handle at that point any criticism. Directly after that, I have Sydney Comedy Festival. I've had to write two pitches while maintaining a job at an adult store so I can mm. pay my rent. Mm. I am so exhausted. Doing this podcast with you is a burden. No, I know. <laughs> Although I really love seeing you. Seeing you is great. It's nice to see you. It's nice to like watch cool stuff. It's nice to like, I gain so much out of this podcast only when I think of it in very abstract ways. Mm. Yeah. Like I'm not, it's a weird side project. And then anytime I think, 
Oh, maybe we could take it more seriously. Maybe we could put out two episodes a week. Maybe we could. We, we I reckon we will do merch. I'm so excited by sexy Luigi. But anytime I think a let's lot of take people like that idea. By the way, yeah. a lot of people want a green jumper that says sexy Luigi, which on is it. very fun. But anytime I do that, it's like then it's like then it's like do you really want to take Leguizamo Rama seriously? Mm. Is that when you look at your life and you look at the fact that a big part of your life is this podcast about an actor you like and you go, oh, God, I need to take my life more seriously. Mm. Is that investing more time and effort into Leguizamorama? Yeah. <laughs> or is it like letting but it then go? Also, Let but, go. But, I'm joking, by the way. We're going to keep doing this. Oh, no, I, but, no, genuinely, all of that aside, I actually really enjoy this. <laughs> Like I do enjoy being here. It's not like because like life is so busy at the moment. It's so busy that I have no so, I have no social life. Me neither. I have zero social life. This is as close as I get to having a conversation with someone outside of my dog. Yeah, I get it. I'm the same. And mostly those conversations are who's a good pooch. Who's <laughs> a good poochy pooch. Yeah, you're a good little pooch. And that's I think this podcast is at its best when we just. Like think of it like catching up over drinks and put two microphones between. Hundred percent. It's like a book club. I have a question. A book for club you. where you censor yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm doing a very quick shift because I know that we want to get into the blurb quick, but I have a question for yeah, you. Yeah, please. So, your girl Mish. Yeah, your gal. Your gal Mish. She uh she booked in an appointment for a tattoo. Oh. So I have a tattoo booked in Sydney for when I'm up there for comedy festival. Yeah. It is a movie-based tattoo, themed. It's something to do with a film. Can you guess what it is? Fifth Element. No. Now you gotta give me hints. Can no, I ask well, I'm, I don't. Can I ask twenty questions. You want to? Pl- do you want to play this game now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get it. Um, yes, but your first question's done. Which was Fifth Element. Fifth Element. Uh, is it a movie we've discussed on the podcast? Not maybe not just officially, but like broadly. But, yes. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a John Leguizamo movie. No. It it doesn't. It, it, John Leguizamo's not in it. Is it from the eighties? No. Is it? <gasps> no. I no. It's not from the eighties. Let me just double check that real uh, quick. It's not from, nope, it's not from the 80s, not at all. Later than the 80s? Yes. 90s? Yes. Is it a sexy thriller? No. Is it a family film? No. Is it a film that meant a lot to your childhood? Yes. A little bit, but more later in life? Yes. 90s. You got 10 questions left, I think. I've stopped counting, but I think it's 10 left. Oh, this is tough, Mish. Mm. Um, is the, is the tattoo Mm. because you love the movie or is it more because you love the image or the idea from the movie? Is it the little women thing? Okay. It's not the little women quote. So that's one question. Second question. Genuinely it's both, Mm. but I would say, no, it's both. I actually can't split. I love the movie, but I'm getting it because of the meaning behind the tattoo. Is it words? Yes. It's my first word tattoo. Yeah. It's words. It's a quote from the movie. Yes. Uh, the character says it. A character says it, yeah. The character says it. 
Like you've got five left. I don't know. This is tough, Mish. Mm. Um, there are a couple of questions that you could ask that would just give it away instantly, obviously. Oh, like, yeah. is it this? Yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs> so it's a 90s movie. Is it a romantic film? Sort of. But I'm going to say for the purposes of this question, I'm going to say no. No. No, it's not. Is it? Is there a distinct genre? Once I Is there a genre that I could say? I would say, it? yes, I would say so. Uh, drama. Yes. It's a drama. Is it like an Oscar-y drama? No. No, it's a drama from the 90s. Fucking hell. Does it have a very well-known actor in it? Yes. Does it have more than one very well-known actors in it? Uh, depends who you are. Okay, but not, not, not. Does it have Tom Hanks in it? No. Is the well-known actor a ma- male? No. It's a woman. Um, was it? Is that well-known actor someone who was big in the nineties? Is that was that their peak era, nineties, two thousands, even? Yeah. Is it a Sandra Bullock film? No. Is it a Julia Roberts film? No. Uh, is am I in the right range? Is it like a beautiful leading woman of that age bracket? Yeah. Meg Ryan. No. Angelina Jolie, girl, girl interrupted. No, I'm not getting girl interrupted. Do it on me. Oh, okay. Um, I think you've gone over twenty. Winona Ryder. No, I have gone over twenty. Give me a hint now. A hint? Yeah. Um, I'm bad at twenty questions, by the way. No, no, it's okay. Um, my hint would be. I've got a hint that would 100% you would make, you would guess it if I told you. Don't give me that one. Don't give you that one? No, no, no. Um, All right, I'll give you the bit more obscure hint, right? There is a song attached to this film that is very famous. I'm not getting the tattoo of this song, but there is a song that is in this film that was very famous. Like, yeah. Not Titanic. No. God, what's a film with a song that's really. Oh, Bodyguard? No, that would be a good tattoo, though. Yeah. Um, I got. I feel like every movie in the nineties had a song attached to it. That was kind of how they did it in the nineties. Um, but it has a very famous song attached. Oh, okay. To it. I'll, I'll okay. I'll make it a bit easier. It has a song, I believe, attached to it that makes it very famous, but more so a band. A band that's attached to it. Yeah, a group. Is a the group song in the movie? Mm-hmm. Performed by the characters. Yes. Josie and the Pussycats. No. (laughs) What the fuck? There is one question that I'm surprised you haven't asked. That's a very like it would have been if you if you would ask stepmom. No. If you would ask, stop trying to guess. That's what I'm saying. If you if I had if you told me I had twenty questions to ask, this would have been my first five questions. The question I'm thinking of. It makes it so clear because everything you're guessing. Is incorrect because of you. Is not- it an animated film? No. Because of, because I've not asked. The ask right- me where the ask me where. But it's, I feel like twenty questions is yes and no questions. That's part. Well, of then it. don't ask me where. But is it is, a- is it an American film? No. Is it an Australian film? Yes. Muriel's Wedding. Yes. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you love Muriel's Wedding. I do love Muriel's Wedding. And it's Tony Collette. Oh, I've been thinking about it for a long time. It's the worst game of 20 questions ever, and I take full responsibility for that. Well, I reckon that I'd be interested to know if anyone guessed it. 
any of the listeners from, guessed it. Yeah. Because they all know how much I love. I mean, unless this is their first episode. Oh, Unless fuck. they're here for the power yeah, and we just and then lost we just, them all. All, all of them. <laughs> because I was just like, is it a movie? Is it a good movie? Well, because none of them care about us if they're here for the power. Who anyway, is the well-known one out of those Tony two? Tony Collette. Yeah, I guess so. And oh. then when you're like, is the whole, like, it depends where you are and who you are. Because I feel like Rachel Griffiths is pretty big deal, but maybe not. Not, not, not like to Tony, Tony Collette. Collette. That's crazy, isn't it? Mm. I think of them as equals because I'm Australian. I can't believe, I was like, oh my God, is it the 90s or 1994? For a second, I was like, surely it's 91. But, no, I yeah. feel like it's 90. Yeah, 94, mate. I would have guessed 96. 94. Um. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Should I read the blurb? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Again, reminder, this is big spoiler warning. I know we put one at the top of the episode, but we will be spoiling the first episode of 2023's The Power. Mm. Okay. The Power is a British drama series that many would describe as a sci-fi, but not me. The series was developed by four women, Rael Tucker, Naomi Alderman, Claire Wilson and Sarah Quintrell for Amazon Prime Video based on Alderman's 2016 novel, The Power. Mm. In the first episode of this series, we are introduced to about 500 different characters, which is around about 496 more characters than my tiny brain can take. (laughs) Of these 500 characters, the vast majority of them are teenage girls. Mm. These young women are scattered throughout the globe and seemingly have no connection to one another. They each mysteriously develop a special unexpected power. This power seems to be high-voltage electricity that shoots out of their hands and chest when they are experiencing heightened emotions. Within the first episode, two of them kill different men, one of them blows up a lamppost, and one of them discovers she's an eel, I think. John Leguizamo is in this series, but we have no idea what character he is playing, as he appeared in the first five seconds for about half a second. Here's what I'm going to say about the movie, Mish. TV or the series. TV show is they released three episodes. They did. We wanted to be up to date and with it, mm-hmm. but they released three episodes, and we are recording this the day those three episodes, the day after those three episodes mm-hmm. came out, um, because we, we we were so desperate to be with it, mm-hmm. we didn't anticipate that they would release three episodes. So we only had time mm. to watch one. Yeah, and I think I believe. That if they are releasing three episodes, that's because they've made the choice that it takes three episodes to kind of set up where we are. I agree. I feel very intrigued by this show. Do you think that they'll now release an episode a week? Yes. That means we should probably catch up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And we'll talk through that after this. Yeah, that's a meeting for us. Yeah, that's a meeting. <laughs> we don't have a meeting here. <laughs> oh, um, where you commit... A week before your comedy festival show that you're still writing where you commit to your audience to record, to release three episodes this week. Fucking hell. Um, Um, Thoughts? No, well, these are my thoughts is that I think that I'm very intrigued by this show. I'm really, I think it's like exciting and Mm. I am really excited to watch it. Oh, yeah. 
it's very hard to comment on because we've watched one episode when clearly they want us to watch three. Yeah, I would have um, had not been for podcast. I definitely would have been like, ooh, what's ne-? – and watched another episode. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But I don't want to do that because I didn't want to cloud this episode with you. Here's my thought. Here's a little thought, not about the show but kind of broadly. Mm. One thing that I'm really excited about with TV at the moment, yeah. between this and – A Fleischman is in trouble, did this as well. Have I talked to you about You Fleischman? love that yeah. show, yeah. I love that there's a sense now of like – like not needing to make the first episode a pilot. Yeah. You know, like I think with older television, you watch a a TV show Mm -hmm. and you watch a TV show and like they kind of have to hook you in on episode one. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's because it's literally a pilot and they have to hook in, like they have to get money for the show. But like even like more than that, they have to hook you in. So they kind of do the the thesis of the whole show in the first episode. Like I feel like with Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. that whole show is a slow burn except for the first episode where like mm. what plays out slowly over two seasons happens to him in episode one yep, and then he has to kind of backtrack and then go on his journey. Yeah, same thing happens in Prison Break. Yeah, like it just is like this really intense first episode that does the whole season and then you have to backtrack. And I really like with streaming, one thing I like about streaming, mm-hmm. if the story can sustain it, is an episode one that doesn't play all of its cards. Yeah. I really like that. I yeah. mean, it's like, um, it's really nice. It's just like, this is this is a nine hour story. So. The first act will take three hours. Yeah. And I know that this isn't like a, a revolutionary concept, what I'm about to say. Maybe it, it is. Maybe. I'll it was tell really you. it was really nice because I went into this not really have I would watched the trailer and I was excited. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, this could be good. I feel like I I felt that. But it was really, really, really nice to watch uh, a lot of women on screen and it not being about Makeup boys or like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like this big romance teen girls trying to like, you know, it was, it just wasn't, it wasn't how you, how I believe teenage girls are often perceived on television. Mm. It's very interesting. I don't know where this story is going exactly. Be so funny if the next episode is just like about makeup and (laughs) that'd be so funny if the next episode is like, oh my God, my (coughs) blush. (laughs) Stop talking about that. (coughs) Who cares about our electricity hands? (laughs) There's a sale at Mecca. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares about our electricity hands? I can't get separation in my curly waves. That's that's how I identify with women because I'm often trying to get separation in my <laughs> curly waves. But no, I I I think that's really nice. I I also the thing I was going to say about this show, and and this is another one where I'm like I'd hate to be wrong here. Oh yeah. But I thought the show was about all women developing this power. Yep. I find it very interesting. I think it's about young women developing this power. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an interesting kind of... Yeah, for sure. It's almost more interesting than cutting the world in half. Yeah. It's cutting, it's cutting, it's even cutting a thinner slice than that. Mm -hmm. But within that group, there's an incredible amount of diversity. There's people from all across the world with different lived experiences, you know, on a simplistic level. 
you go, oh yeah, they've got a shared experience, but also they're very, there's a lot of different sort of permutations of the human experience in oh, that yeah. group. I just think it's interesting. I th- I'm more intrigued by young women have gotten this power mm. than all women, I just think, because then, you know. Yeah, the shift, the power dynamic. Ah, what, power yeah, because there's different power dynamics. Like how does Tony Collette feature in this? You know, it's mm. going to be very fun. Um, I have no idea how it's going to play out though. So, But I'm no excited. Clue. I like oh, yeah. it. What a cool show to be cast in yeah. as a young actor. Like with all the plethora of different characters and roles within it. Like what a cool show. But also yeah. very cool for Tony Collette and John Leguizamo. It's really sure. interesting. I'm really intrigued. I they- hope John Leguizamo's in every episode because I want to watch the whole thing. Well, what? Are, yeah, we will watch the whole thing. We're committing to it. But I think what intrigues me is like the way that they've, I, 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 they, in the opening bit, they put Tony Collette and John Leguizamo. And in the coming up this season, they put Tony Collette, John Leguizamo. Mm. And I wonder if they are supporting characters in a series that is about the teenage girls, but they're the way that they've drawn in an audience. Mm. And they're hoping that we get sucked into the, because there's not that many famous teenage girls. That's the way they've pulled us in. And then we're going to watch this story because the characters that we've met Mm. in this hour, I'd be perfectly happy to watch nine hours on them. Mm. I think they're really cool characters. Oh yeah. There were a lot though. Like, yeah. honestly, it was very, like, it wasn't hard for me to keep up, but like, it was just like, that's a lot to take in and that's a lot of investment to have. Mm. So I've instantly got ridden the one that thinks she's an eel. <laughs> think she's an eel. Well, there was that whole thing. That got a very sci-fi. That was a bit Do, much. do you know what they were trying, you know what they were trying to do with that eel bit, yeah? It's natural to, what's happening to you is a natural I, What thing. they were trying, I'm not saying it whether was it's good or bad. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but what, yeah, exa- what they were saying was, well, actually there are already. Yeah, I didn't need not- that. I didn't need that. Yeah. I didn't, that, okay. Yeah, yeah. I really, I enjoyed the episode. It was 56 minutes. It felt like 20, which is great. That's a really, really good um, sign that you're yeah. enjoying something, in my opinion. But the last, so basically the whole episode of these girls have got fucking electricity shooting out their hands and tits. And they're just like, this is full on. They've realized that they can kill people. Yeah. And um, this one particular character who I really was invested because she had like. Very powerful story. Very powerful story. Very powerful story. It opened with her as well. So I was like, oh, she's the one. She's the one we're going to be following. But no, no, there's heaps of them. Anyway. She's run away from her foster home. Yeah. And she wanders into what looks like an aquarium of some kind, right? Like, whatever. And she's like, think, and she can hear, um, she's hearing voices in her head, but we can also hear the voices that are coming through, obviously. Um, I don't know who the voice is. I thought for a second it was Viola Davis, but I don't think it is. Anyway. No, do you know who I think? I don't want to guess, but I think it's Angela Bassett, but that's only, that is only because. Angela Bassett. It's only because Angela Bassett does every voiceover job in America at the moment. Yeah, fair. It doesn't sound that much like her, but I I was like, maybe it's Angela Bassett doing a voice. Don't quote me on this, although you can, because it's going out into the ether. I'm going to look it up while you talk. Yeah, I don't, I think I would have picked it if it was Angela Bassett. If it is Angela Bassett, it means that I'm not as big a fan as I thought I was. Do you know, I don't think it sounds like Angela Bassett. The reason why I thought it might be Angela Bassett is because I think Angela Bassett often gets cast for voiceover work and then I think if it is Angela Bassett, she's then chosen to put on a voice. Mm. 
That's the only reason why she's I think phenomenal. it's her. She's phenomenal. Because I can see them hiring her and then her going, do you mind if I put on a voice? And they go, yeah, sure. But I, I think you're right. It's not, I don't think, it doesn't sound like Angela Bassett. It's I just love it. I Have just you watched... seen What's Love Got To Do With It? Her Tina Turner? No. Oh. 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 I'll check it out. Oh, you must. It's I her and must. Lawrence Fishburne <gasps> as Ike. Yeah, amazing. I nearly said Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence wasn't playing Ike Turner. It was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, great. Lawrence Fishburne and Angela Bass. It is, oh, my God. So She's were, so good. You're telling me about the eel. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, this girl can hear Angela Bassett in her head, right? She wanders into this aquarium and it's right at the end of the episode. So we've just seen all these girls with electric hands running around the place. It's whatever. She's looking at this eel and then we hear Angela Bassett say, you know, this eel... Um, has the ability to, you know, affect people's, what, uh, their nervous systems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With their electric sting or whatever. And that's natural, much like what's happening with you. It's natural. And it just instantly, I was like, oh, fuck off. I didn't need the explanation. I enjoyed it without it. I didn't need you to compare me to an eel. I enjoy, like, I think it would have just been just as cool. I think more cool. More cool if it was just like this thing's happening. And you just got to deal with it. We don't need the expert, like, hey, what's happening to you? Much like the eel is a natural thing. That, it it made it, and for new listeners, hello, my name is Mish. I don't like sci-fi very much. And I don't it, it think took it is... to the edge of, like, that's, that is a ridiculous explanation for what is happening. I'd rather it just be ridiculous that it's happening without the ridiculous explanation. Yeah, like more in a magical realism. A hunch. But I don't know. Look, I don't know if that is. That's interesting that you say that puts it in sci-fi because I think a lot of the best sci-fis for me don't explain stuff. Like uh, have you seen Children of Men? Yeah, I love that movie. Great sci-fi movie. It's not a sci-fi. It is. Like it's more of a sci-fi than The Power. It's a sci-fi. It's set in the future. Just because it's set in the future doesn't mean it's a sci-fi. That is not a sci-fi film. It being set in the future is one of the, like, clearest indications that something's a (laughs) sci-fi. Some sci-fis are not set in the future. Mm. Most things are. And almost all things, I would say, set in the future, almost all things set in the future are technically sci-fi. Almost. Yeah. I reckon I could debunk that real quick. But you've said almost. Well, Yeah. I can't think There's of things any. set slightly in the future. Children of Men's a great film, hey. And maybe it's not sci-fi, but it, I, I'm, it's post-apocalyptic in a way, which I just kind of think is a subcategory of sci-fi in the sense that it extends society forward. Like, mm. it's not, there's not much science. Yeah. But Children of Men has a similar kind of um, inciting incident in a mm. way. Very different, but in the sense that all of a sudden this happened. Mm. And in Children of Men, it's all of a sudden people stop having babies. Yeah. And they never explain it. Mm. And I just think that I love that. So do I. I do I love that. I, the, same with uh, Groundhog Day is a great example of a film. Oh, that there yeah. was a draft, apparently an early draft of Groundhog Day where a witch curses him. Yeah, see, ridiculous. It's like I, I don't know why this popped into my head, but I think it's a good example. When Death Becomes Her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden Isabella Rossellini has this potion. That's, oh, sorry. Spoiler alert for Death Becomes Her. It's fine. Uh, (coughs) Isabella Rossellini has this potion that you drink and it Mm. makes you young again and hot Mm. and you live forever. 
If they had inserted a sense like, and this is what it's made, made of, it's made of this and this is why this happens, and this is, that's when you lose me. It's like, let me just believe. Because if you try and make it like, and we've justified it because, um, yeah, I just think like I wrote a play. I've talked about The Hitman before on this. Mm. I wrote a play called The Hitman, which is essentially about a job interview for a hitman position, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, in order to find the the candidate that gets the position of hitman at the end of it, everyone has to kill each other off. Yeah. Right? That's the kind of the, the concept of the show. Just spoiled my whole show, but that's fine. Um, and I remember I did a writer's room. No, not a writer's room, a reading of it ages ago, ages and ages ago. And people were like, but why does she want to kill people off? Like what's going on for her in this moment? Like why has the CEO decided that this is the best way? Like what led her? It's like because she just – she she's, this is how she does a business. Like I th- we yeah. don't need to just – we don't need to humanise this completely inhumane We also don't situation. need to ask why of everything. No, that's what I mean. That's yeah. what that, – and I think with the electric hands and titties, just have electric hands and titties. Yeah. Don't, you don't need to tell me that this is why eels are electrified and this is then, of course, why women are. I don't need to know that. I, I think that, like, I think that some people like that. Like, I, I think I agree with you. Like, I think um, – because Last of Us did a similar thing. They just played it very differently. But Last of Us – you know, the way they talk about, well, actually funguses operate mm. in this way and funguses do this and funguses mm. do that. I think sometimes when it's played well, there can be this element of um, like it helps people. It's an element of what if that's really cool. It helps yeah. people not suspend their disbelief, but like it helps them believe that it's real. But I actually think... More often than not, I, I very much agree with you. When you explain something, for me, it um, is more likely to pull me out because mm. then I start to go, well, because like I remember I was listening to a podcast where they talked about electric electricity and fish and how you need a conductive atmosphere around mm. them. The reason they can do it is because they're in water and there's this yeah. whole thing and it's very high energy and like da, 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 da. And it's like as soon as they said that, I was like I ran through the, the facts of mm. it. Um, whereas if it was like, oh, it just happened, mm. I'm sure there's a reason. Mm. Um, that's a little more interesting. But I would say that neither of those things are or aren't sci-fi, for example. I think it's just like it's whether you like the storytelling trope or not. Of course, yeah. And personally, that's how I feel. Yeah, no, and I think I agree, largely. I think with this, I kind of saw it less as like this is what's happening and more as like this happens elsewhere Mm. so it's not like it's completely out out of the... Yeah, yeah. You know, but I get it. I think I'm more intrigued by a nothing. Like, no. I'm still in the show, though. The eel didn't completely kick me out. <laughs> I just was like, I just wish it didn't end that way. And I lie. I'm like, of all of, because we were introduced to so many characters. I'm, I am very invested in this Alison character. She yeah. had, she had such a dark story, but like, I'm so interested to see where she goes. Where she goes. And yeah. Roxy, obviously, the one whose dad like he's in the mob, right? That's what yeah, we're kind yeah, of yeah. like. That's a lot of fun, yeah. That's a what a fun fucking role. I looked her up. She does theatre. Huh. She's a theatre. She hasn't done much TV or film. She's young. She's 30. Is she? Yeah, mate. Wow. I do I really love, I just love um I love a story that 
I love a globe trotting story. Mm. I love a story, and I do. Same. I, I actually really like a story where it's it's a hard thing to pull off, and I can see why they've done three episodes. But I do love a story where they introduce a whole bunch of characters mm. and go. But I always make the mistake of like. Because it's a lot of people to remember, right? Because not only are they all the girls with the electric hands, but there's all their families, friends, like all these mm-hmm. people. I always go, okay, like my brain tries to take them all in, but my brain naturally kind of picks a couple that they find intriguing and they focus on that. And then I focus on the wrong ones and then before I know it, something pops up with the other character that I've completely forgotten about and that was the story I was meant to have been invested in and it all just falls apart. Happens in horror films sometimes where I'm like, oh, they're the killer. I'll watch their trajectory. And then all of a sudden when the killer is revealed, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Oh, that's that weird secretary from the start or something. Do you know what happened for me when I was watching this is they introduced one of the characters and they had like name cards. They have name cards. And, um, and it was just one of those things. It was one of those funny things where I was like, I'm okay with, I thought the exact thought. I was like, I'm okay with following along. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with like following along with these characters, yeah. right? I'm okay with keeping up with them, but do not expect me to know this guy's name. Yeah. Like that's where I was like, I was like, I can't do a scene. I can't have a scene once they start intermingling in three episodes time where they're like, well, Jeff said it. Yeah. And then I'm meant to know who Jeff is. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the one. Crazy. Like, that's the one thing where I was like, I'm fine with 30 characters, but the, I don't know any of their names and I never will. Yep. I'm not good with remembering yep. characters' names. If they keep it kind of yeah. chill, I'm good. I'm fucking, I'm so excited, man. Um, hard to give this one a leg Stamo because he's in it for one shot. Mm. But a powerful and shot. It is. And also, I, I don't want to be completely. Tainted by the f- taint. <laughs> I don't want to be completely tainted by the fact that I know he's in this series. Mm. So if I remove that knowing he's coming, I'm going to give it one Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah. There's still a Leguizamo essence. I'm not surprised he was cast in this show. Yeah. But um, Mish, I'm going to give it one. I'm going to give it two and a half Leguizamo. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. That op- there's an that opening sequence narrated by Tony Collette, where they show shots of the the story so far, and then they go six months earlier, and then we don't really see him again mm. or her or a lot of the other characters. Felt like for me something that was brought in later in a rewrite at the behest of the producers. I'm not saying this is necessarily true. It could have been a creative choice for the same reasons that I'm about to say to to set up an important character that we will meet in a few episodes. Oh, yeah, you make a good point. For me. Fuck, you make a very good point. The choice to put a shot of John Leguizamo in the opening, like, minutes, seconds of the show to be like, don't worry, you'll get your dose of John. Yeah. And that felt like a deliberate choice, maybe even one led by producers. Fuck. As someone oh, who, okay. when he opened the curtain in Waco, mm. and and it felt oh, like do to you us, that? and it felt like to us <laughs> a promise of John Leguizamo, yeah. when in fact it was just a promise of more story. What we talked about happening in that moment, I think, actually happened in this episode, and that's why I give it two and a half Leguizamo. I'm going to bump it up to one and a half because of that. Yeah, great. Like because of I that. love that I've I've, I've helped you because it's true. No, no, it is. It was an exciting that tease. Waco reveal was the most 
wonderful. I forgot about We're that. We're going to start getting Leguizamo reveals that are deliberate. And- oh, God. How lucky are we? Uh, um, all right. How should Tom end this? I've, I've got a, I have a pitch for the rest of the power ones, right? Yeah, yeah. We choose a song with the word power in it. And we find someone who's covered it on YouTube and he chucks that on the end. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay. sure. Can you do The Power of Love? Power of Love, Tom. And if you can't cover, find it, something that's not that copyright, just a, yeah, whatever you can do with The Power of One, Tom. The Power of Love. Power that's of Love. That's The Power of Love. Yeah, yeah. What, even if it's just Me taking missions. <laughs> <laughs> so closing us out, this uh, episode <laughs> about episode one of The Power is... Uh, a loop of Mishwitrup singing the power of love line. Oh, God. That's the power of love. That's, that's the power of love. That's the power of love. That's, that's the power of love. That's the power of love. That's, that's the power of love. That's the power of love. That's, that's the power Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.